Nurse Deck, we give nurses a place to belong. Whether that's a platform to be heard or the breathing room to be accepted right where we are today, Nurse Deck is proud to be built by our collective nurse voice. Our Insider's Perspective interview series showcases the true diversity in nursing experience through individual storytelling. We will hear from professionals from all walks of nursing life, in academia, at the bedside, in the C-suites of administration, and at the forefront of nurse-led innovation. Nurses are strong, but we need each other more than ever. Our stories connect and unite us, and we're thrilled to bring you a new one each week. I'm Brianna Kinney-Orr, and this is Insider's Perspective of Nursing, the podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nurse Deck. I am Brianna, and today I am joined with Dr. Danielle McKamey from Virginia. <laughs> Nurse Deck, as you know, is a collaborative social space for nurses to come together to share resources, guidelines, um, support, camaraderie, um, horror stories, and humor. Um, and we are doing an interview series to highlight different nurses in our field. Um, and the work that they're doing to promote nursing. So without further ado, um, I am joined today by Dr. Danielle McKamey, who has an extensive background in critical care nursing. Um, she currently works as a chief advanced practice provider in the pre-anesthesia testing unit, and is also a senior advanced practitioner um, in the surgical intensive care unit. Um, Dr. McKamey is the founder, CEO, and president of DNPs of Color, which you refer to as DOCS. Is that right? Um, love that. And she was inspired to create DOCS to have a community for um, nurses of color to elevate themselves, the nursing profession, and various communities through the richness of diversity. Um, and finally, Dr. McKamey, um, her dissertation for her DNP focused on palliative care. So we're going to jump into that um, as well. So welcome. Thank you for joining us. Awesome. Um, Thank you for the invitation to be here. Really appreciate yeah. it. Great. We always like to start at the beginning because I feel like nurses always have a great story with how they get started <laughs> in nursing. So what, uh, what led you to nursing? Yes. So my story begins with um, my mom being my inspiration for delving into the nursing profession. She um, did home health nursing. Okay. And she would take me along um, her oh, patient. Oh, no way. Environment. <laughs> I really love it. Fun. And um, the patients enjoyed seeing, you know, her little daughter being toted around. I would have my like little oh, nurse, my nurse purse, but actual <laughs> medical bag with my plastic stethoscope. Awesome. Like I'm listening to the heart and lungs, so they would humor me. Yeah, um, but most 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 of the time, my mom put set me up in a little corner with my coloring books and mm -hmm. crayons to just Aww. you know spend my time in the corner. But even though it looked like I was coloring, I was actually intently watching her yeah. care for these folks and um, the and just most importantly, seeing how much of an impact she had on their recovery or made, just made their day so much more brighter oh, at, yeah. at the end of her session with them. So that's, I can just picture that. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. 
So you were a community health nurse from like <laughs> from the beginning, way back in the day. <laughs> yeah. So she encouraged me because I would express to her mom, you know, I want to do what you do. I want to be like you. So yeah. she would encourage me. Absolutely. You can do um, what I do and more. And so yeah. throughout my life, she um, continued to expose me to different aspects of the healthcare by encouraging me to volunteer, you know, the everyone has to do the obligatory candy striper stuff and mm -hmm. um, learning how to do first aid. And then I dabbled in um, EMT, um, some EMT work when I was in college. Mm -hmm. um, so just always kind of kept a finger on the care of people Yeah, and their throughout their healthcare continuum. So. Gotcha. I love it. Um, tell us, I know you have, you're, you're a member of various boards. Um, and one of the ones that jumped out to me was you're a fellow of the American College of Physicians, which is unusual to see for someone with a nursing background. Can you explain to nurses that are watching and listening what that means? Yes, absolutely. Um, most professional organizations have a distinction or designation called fellow. And fellow is, um, basically recognition that you've demonstrated a certain level of excellence, dedication, knowledge, and expertise within that particular field that that organization represents. Okay. And the FCCP is the fellow of the American College of Chest Physicians, which is a physician-oriented organization that focuses on chest medicine, so lung disease, chest mm -hmm. disease. I mean, the gamut goes on. And Critical care is how I got involved um, mm -hmm. from my colleagues within the surgical critical care service. We had a lot of individuals that were members of CHESS. It's called CHESS for short. Mm -hmm. And I got plugged in early in my career and had the opportunity to join committees, present at different um, of the annual conferences and slowly making my way, kind of my, my elevating my voice within that organization. And CHEST is unique because they make space for um, nurses, nurse practitioners, respiratory yeah. therapists. So they're, they're very intentional about making space and offering opportunity to elevate in that space. So I've been a member of CHEST for a long time, yeah. probably since 2015. And um, throughout that have made some headway in creating space and had the opportunity to be voted in as the vice chair of the um, wow. National Palliative Care Steering Committee. And now most recently, I am the chair of that committee. So awesome. with the FCCP, it just signifies that you've um, given a certain level of commitment to the organization and also to, um, in this instance, chest medicine, um, mm -hmm. critical care. And there's an application process. There's lots of behind the scene things that you have to fulfill in order mm -hmm. to be um, considered. And I um, also want to encourage nurses out there to look in your respective nursing organization to see if they have a fellow um, yeah. opportunity for you to apply because it, it, it sets you apart and it shows that you have a level of commitment to that yeah. profession. Yeah. And I think anywhere that we can amplify nurses' voices at the table um, is so important right now. So yes. I, it's, it, it is just a matter of going out there and, and trying to find, like you said, um, those opportunities because they exist. Um, but I think people sometimes see the, like the, you know, college of physicians like, oh, that's not for me. But oh, yeah, absolutely. That was my impression, too. So once I finally got an opportunity to get in, I was like, oh, OK, it's comfortable here. I can yeah. make some waves here. Right. And I think talk a little bit about just being a part of professional organizations in general um, outside of 
you know, the very busy working lives that I think most nurses have right now. Why, why add one more thing to your plate with a professional organization? Yeah, you know, I didn't realize the value of professional organizations. And I say until like yesterday, years old, you know, yeah. when you're in school, you're like, you join at the student rate and you get all the emails and stuff. Right. But now that I've evolved in my career and I've um, had the opportunity to experience different aspects of healthcare from being bedside nurse to being advanced practice to um, being a CEO of a nonprofit that, that involves healthcare, diversifying healthcare professions, you see the different levels in which you need to be represented. And mm -hmm. a lot of the nursing organizations help give that voice because they have a membership that supports the mission, the vision, right. and whatever values that that organization is committed to. So, you know, it's a lot of money, but it's also an investment in yourself as a professional and yeah. also in our profession, profession success as a whole. Yeah. So it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's worth the investment. You just have to pick and choose the one that represents your clinical practice and your own personal right. mission and values the best. Yeah. I would argue too, maybe it's a little bit of like professional self-care because I think sometimes when you're around a lot of nurses that are equally as burned out as you are, <laughs> being in a space where people are actually looking to um, talk about your profession in a positive way and the future yes. of it and where it's headed. Um, Absolutely. I think that's, especially now, an invaluable place to put yourself in <laughs> and people to Definitely. surround yourself with. That's a good perspective as well. Yeah. NurseDex community advocates are passionate nurses who share their stories with our community and their followers. So apply today to join our Scrub Verified program. You'll work with a community that celebrates diversity and values your opinions. Access support and guidance from other Scrub Verified nurses. Get free Nurse Deck gear every month and become eligible for cross-promotion. There are also opportunities to work with us on a long-term basis by joining our advisory panel, where you can influence NurseDex growth and development to advance nurses' well-being globally. Interested? We'd love to have you. Check out nursedeccom programs to learn more. Um, tell us, I, I see in your... Um, your bio that you enjoy being a mentor to nurses. Um, yes. As I, I am assuming um, <laughs> from being in preceptorship positions that you have to have a certain um, amount of, of leadership interest to do that. Um, can you speak of, of who you are as a leader or what, what's important to you as a leader? Oh my gosh, I um, truly started embracing being a leader Again, yesterday years old. Not, not really. <laughs> but um, I've always had some leadership aspects of myself throughout my life. And the leadership style that I ascribe to is one that's, I love being authentic. So, you know, if I'm having a good day, yay. If I'm having a bad day, yeah, you know, we're, mm -hmm. we're going to talk about it. I love empowering others. So I love seeing people's potential yeah. and tapping it and just giving them the tools and the confidence and the encouragement to unlock it for themselves so that they can either mm -hmm. lead or find find their path um, along their particular mission and purpose. So I love being, um, I love being connected. I love being authentic. I love being, um, I don't want to say in the trenches, but I love being amongst yeah. the folks that I'm leading and so that there's not 
ever any doubt on my capabilities of, hey, you know, I can, you know, uh, put someone on the bedpan with the best of them. Right. Or, you know, <laughs> I can lead teams and create projects, policies yeah. and procedures, but I also, I like to keep the, the, um, I guess the hierarchy flat so that everyone has a, a yeah. shared voice and um, feels validated in their experience as we move forward, as I'm leading the group. So mm -hmm. it's really important for me for it to be collaborative. Yeah, I love that. Um, so tell us, I see your little DOC pin that you have there. <laughs> tell us about, about this organization that you created. It, it sounds incredible. Um, what inspired you to create it? What needs do you see that it fills? Um, anything you wanna, yeah, tell yes. us. Yes, oh my gosh, yes, my little lapel pin. <laughs> it's uh, for DMPs of color, which is, um, we are a 501c3 nursing nonprofit organization and our mission is to serve DMPs of color through networking, mentorship, and advocacy to increase diversity in doctoral studies, clinical practice, and leadership. And that's a mouthful. Yeah. But the overall vision is to simply diversify nursing from the uh, doctorate of nursing practice mm -hmm. realm. And uh, DMPs of color is my passion. And it, uh, I created during my um, own doctoral experience, um, I went to predominantly white institution and I was at the time the only black woman in my cohort. Mm -hmm. And I came with the lived experience of being a black woman in America. And then you add on the layer of um, growing up in a single parent family household. And then you add on the layer of um, being the first in your family, getting your doctorate and what does that mean? Right. And all the different layers of pressure that you put on yourself to be successful, yeah. to prove yourself in that space, that you're worthy of being in that space. Yeah. And so I really wanted community that had similar lived experiences that we can share and encourage each other. And mm -hmm. so I couldn't really find the specific niche of nurses of color getting their DMP. I was very right. specific. Yeah. And um, so I created a Facebook group just for the sake of like, let's just vent and like support each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kumbaya, all the things. And then it grew beyond my expectation. Yeah, I bet. So many people came with yeah. um, similar experiences, similar desire for community. Not saying that my institution didn't offer me any support. My, I had a wonderful experience during my doctoral studies, but I just had a different lived experience that I needed additional yeah. support that they that wasn't current in that particular institution and so fast forward to today we've been operational since may 2020 our community's grown to nearly 1800 folks in our private facebook and linkedin community wow. and we just hosted our first virtual conference back in october which was a huge hit i was only expecting 60 people we had over 200 people register wow. which was absolutely amazing awesome. we had the keynote uh, done by dr kenya beard which was phenomenal yeah but um just seeing the energy around the conference validated for me mm -hmm. the need for this space for this group of nursing professionals yeah. and a lot of the feedback we got from the conference was that it was a safe space they felt validated they felt seen mm -hmm. they were inspired because they saw other dmps of color presenting and sharing their professional stories mm. um, they finally felt like they belonged in a professional space yeah. that elevated and represented their voice um and their yeah. lived experience so it was amazing like That's the interview it's, I just overflow when I think about it and yeah. just excited about our possibilities. I can tell your whole being just lit up. 
<laughs> so, but that's, I mean, it speaks to the power of being with people that truly understand like the path you're walking in life. And Absolutely. it's not to say like, you know, anything's, uh, I mean, you, you put it well, I don't need to paraphrase it. <laughs> um, I, I think that's incredible. And just the amount of, of membership that you've seen, like what a reflection that is of the work that you put into it. Um, that's, that's amazing. Why, why do you think it's so important? I think a lot of nurses, especially ones that are, that are feeling burnt out at the bedside, mm -hmm. often pursue higher degrees or advanced practitioner degrees. Why do you think it's so important for nurses of color in particular to pursue advanced practice degrees? Well, I mean, we've all, I guess, have gotten a wake up call since the murder of George Floyd about the importance of diversifying everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, healthcare, because that's where we are. And, you know, there's countless literature that supports how diversifying healthcare professions helps um, improve patient outcomes, especially yeah. those from communities of color, because we can speak to the lived experience, but there's also a certain level of rapport that patients feel mm -hmm. when they see folks that represent their yeah. community. And so um, I think that it's important that um, we make a concerted effort that we're intentional and deliberate about committing to diversity, equity, inclusion, mm -hmm. um, and anti-racism in nursing and beyond in healthcare, um, because it's it um, it directly impacts our patients, and that's why we're in this. That's why we came to this business is to right. serve folks and their needs and help them get better and support them throughout the continuum of life. So, committing to um, diversifying nursing is so important and getting advanced degrees helps us get different seats at different tables. Mm -hmm. When you have an advanced degree, you um, have your, you begin to infiltrate the provider realm. So those that are creating the assessments and the plans yes. and that are treating the patients. And uh, our focus is having your doctorate. And when you have your terminal degree, that's the highest level of education you can get within your particular specialty. Mm -hmm. So again, another layer of seats. So now you're sitting with yeah. the executives and those that makes right. the policies and the procedures that influence the structures that are at play that formulate the insurance policies that formulate the care that we can give as providers that influence the nurses at the bedside. Yeah. So getting the advanced degrees elevates our voice and gets us at different seats at different tables to bring that diversity of thoughts, the diversity of just being from that community so we right. get that understanding and how we can best serve the communities. Absolutely. I think that's such a common venting point of bedside nurses is like the people making the decisions that affect us are hundreds of floors exactly. above us and they don't give a crap about what we're going yes. through, you know? So yes. to know that you have actual people that you trust and have relationships with um, advocating on your behalf must, Absolutely. I mean, that's how healthcare will be changed, I, in my opinion. So mm -hmm. um, that was a great explanation. Um, COVID-19 in particular, I think shown a huge light. You mentioned George Floyd too. I mean, 2020 was a year full of like, <laughs> you know, lots of, lots of uh, pain points. <laughs> um, yeah. But COVID-19 in particular shown a big light on the inequities and disparities in medicine. Um, how can nurses best advocate for their patients um, um, of color? And what challenges do you think are the biggest to overcome now that we have generated some awareness? Um, what can we do about it? Yeah, that's a layered question. Um, <laughs> 
uh, we at our conference, we had a panel discussion about what can we start doing. And mm. the point that I made at that particular panel discussion was first working with yourself, uh, doing a lot of self-reflection on your own perspectives and how you practice nursing, <clears throat> advanced mm. practice, and looking at where implicit bias or racism or health inequities or inequities period that you've adopted as your own kind of norm, your own kind mm -hmm. of um, nursing uh, professional patterns and mm -hmm. start working on um, changing that uh, so that you can get a, a broader, more inclusive perspective in how you care for patients, how you see patients, how you um, can check your biases when a patient presents to you right. with high blood pressure, they didn't fill their medications and, you know, right. they belong to a community of color, but not, but, but also understanding the structure that kind of right. got them to that place. Right. So having some sort of understanding to help you, I want to say empathize, but have a, a, a broader perspective of what things right. that that person had to go through to just to get to your clinical right. doorstep. Right. Um, so beginning with self, and then if you see something, say something, I yeah. think now with 2020 opening up, you know, racism is here, everyone. Mm -hmm. um, it's allowed for more opportunity to have conversations about race, racism, and how it's right. ingrained in our system and structure. So people are feeling a little bit more confident with when they see something that they say something. So feeling yeah. empowered to advocate just, you know, calling out any inequities or any um, racist behaviors or right. things that raise question. Um, and again, also being part of professional organizations that are committing yeah. to doing the work of advancing health equity and reducing yeah. the health disparities and racial inequities. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Um, tell us, we're going to switch gears a little bit here <laughs> um, and talk about palliative care, um, which you've done so much work in and specifically with intensive care patients um, and specifically in uh, neurology units um, and neurointensive care units. Speak to us about the roadblocks that still exist for both patients and practitioners when it comes to utilizing a branch of medicine that could help so much. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yes, and I, I hear I hear your pain in your voice when you, when you share <laughs> Roblox because that's legit. Um, I think when I was in the midst of my dissertation project, um, the huge thing was just education. Mm -hmm. We literally took it down to just defining palliative care yeah. with everyone <laughs> and expanding their viewpoint on it. We can work together for, for the mm -hmm. same goal of um, increasing positive patient outcomes and patient and family satisfaction and making right. sure that they don't have to suffer through right. whatever critical illness, whether it be terminal or temporary, or, mm -hmm. you know, we're just only addressing one thing, pain or not, you know, there's so much um, richness that having palliative care could bring to, mm -hmm. um, you know, for my specialty, critical care that uh, is, is such untapped and yeah. untapped resource. So um, in my particular institution, they were able to create a um, palliative care team that focused on intensive care, which was super helpful mm -hmm. and um, just continuous education about, you know, the impact and hearing patients and families 
report back saying, you know, having the palliative care team right. helped me to communicate this, or I was able to get this. Right. But the barriers still exist because, you know, the stigma associated with it, which I'm sure you're aware of as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think so many patients just are like, they're writing me off. That's it. <laughs> Call the funeral home, you know. And it's, yes. it's like, oh, we, there's a thing called quality of life and we yes. want you to have it. Like, yes. You're, you're still with us. But yeah, I can only imagine in, in such an intense environment as intensive care, um, obviously, and then layering that in in a way that people can still be receptive to it. Um, mm -hmm. That that's a huge challenge, but it's it's such a necessary one to overcome. Mm -hmm. um, talking a little bit about burnout in nurses, I think we've we've gone beyond burnout to like the moral injury <laughs> level. Yes, um, and nurses are just exhausted on spiritual, emotional, mental, physical, all, yes. all the levels. Um, the value of community to help heal us. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, the community that you created or just the feeling of community in general, whether it's like through sites like ours that are virtual or like belly to belly communities um, in, in helping to, to revive us or keep us in the profession? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, we as humans, we're, we're communal, beings at baseline. Yeah. And I think one of the benefits that came out of 2020 was showing how limitless we can be in, in our abilities to connect and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, having the virtual platforms to create different spaces for people to decompress and just be where they are. And yeah. I think that helped create um, I guess an expanded way, especially within nursing and us nurses to um, find ways to communicate, to um, to help ourselves, help heal ourselves. And then also more things that came out of 2020 is the recognition around the importance of mental health and balance. Mm -hmm. So I think that has really um, shaken a lot of professions, speaking specifically to nursing, to really start focusing on care of the nurse. I mean, mm -hmm. there's been, um, I mean, the future of nursing 2020, 2030 mentioned specifically focusing on the, the well-being and care of the nurse right. and our mental and mind, body and soul, which I think is huge because yeah. for so long, traditionally, it's we've always been the giver, the caregiver, the giver, giver, yeah. giver. And no right. one really took the time to see, okay, well, let's check on the caregiver to see if they're yeah. comfortable. Right. So I think changing that cultural lens that we've always had, like, you know, we nurses, we give, we give and give, we care, 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 to that we're reflecting on being more intentional about self-care and mindfulness. And what does that mean for each um, individual? I think it's important in allowing people to have that space. You know, yeah. if you need, you know, we used to joke when I was at the bed, I'm going to take a mental health uh, day tomorrow. So, right. Right. Um, but but truly starting to embrace that, like if you need a mental yeah. health, I want you to show up as your best self. And I tell my staff that that I um, that I lead now. I'm like, um, you know, if you're not well, mind, body right. or soul, you're no good to us and you're no good right. to yourself. And most importantly, you're no good to the patients. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Do you feel nurses, like you were saying, when you were talking to your own staff, like how it kind of used to be a joke, like wink, wink, I'm going to go, you know, <laughs> like go out to lunch with my friends or whatever. But now I think people say they need a mental health day. Do you feel like ears are perking up in a different way than they did, you know, even three or four years ago? 
Yeah, I think I think definitely more so now than ever before. Um, because when people say they need a mental health break, they literally right. need a mental health break. And I think mm -hmm. having leaders and colleagues that um, foster an environment to support folks to to share that before people get to a breaking point is very important. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Love Nurse Social. Think all your nurse friends should join? Well, you can earn serious points and swag for each one that joins in. You'll get a unique link to share with friends and colleagues and earn rewards once they sign up and verify their nursing license or student ID. It's that easy. Learn more and sign up at refer.nursedeck.com today. Tell us about, <laughs> this is a big question, but <laughs> the future of nursing, like a lot of these interviews that, that we've done, um, you, I get the sense of a feeling of, of momentum that's building, um, especially with nurses and nursing leaders. Um, and I love that we've touched on, you know, having a voice at the table on many different, as you said, realms, which like <laughs> kind of reminds me of Game of Thrones, but it kind of feels like that out there. Like, I mean, definitely dragons. And <laughs> um, but how do you how do you see nurses as as shaping healthcare in the future? I mean, however that speaks to you in this moment. Oh my gosh. I think again, re referencing 2020, if folks didn't realize the importance of the nurse, then, then I don't know what, where they were living. Yeah. But I think we as nurses truly, and I hope that we do. And I feel like that we are grasping hold of the opportunity of getting everyone's attention. Like, Hey, nurses, we run health systems. We are yeah. healthcare. Like we There's are a lot them. of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We are literally the 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 foundation mm -hmm. of health, wellness, healthcare, medicine, whatever you however you want to call it. So I hope that um, we feel empowered to truly capitalize on this moment that everyone's looking at us like where are the nurses yeah. to invest in ourselves education wise to um, reinvent nursing and what does that look like? A lot of folks are being innovative with starting their own clinical practices and doing more collaborative work and partnering with different organizations to expand the lens and how we impact um, nursing, nursing practice, medicine. Mm -hmm. So I, I hope that we truly use this time to be innovative, creative, and really change nursing into yeah. um, something different um, with some yeah. traditional elements but something that can uh, be a, a life force to project us toward, which we always say the ultimate goal is health equity for everyone. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, tell me how a site like us, that we're, we're a relatively new site, um, how can we support um, BIPOC patients, nurses, practitioners um, it, going forward? What, what are the best ways that we can do that? Yeah, Nurse Deck, another example of creating community for nursing as how it is. I mean, there's tons of wonderful things. I just recently joined about a couple of weeks ago, so I've just been kind of dabbling along. But yeah. I think it's a wonderful platform where nurses can come to um, share stories. I mean, I've seen mm -hmm. a variety of stories, good, bad, ugly, wonderful trials, <laughs> triumph. But this, this is the voice that folks need to see about, you know, the, the things that we encounter as nurses um, yeah. that can be served as a source of inspiration. Um, 
motivation, mm -hmm. encouragement. So I think community, a community like Nurse Deck is important. Um, again, folks that identify, and I'll speak to my own experience, me identifying as a black woman mm -hmm. in America, the main thing was just finding spaces that validated my existence. Cause a lot right. of times um, I don't feel validated or I'm invisible. Yeah. So I think Nurse Deck has an opportunity to create space for a diversity of thought, a diversity group of folks, whatever mm -hmm. that looks like and, um, and, and helping people feel seen in their own respective lived experiences and how they wanna express it. And I do think that that's kind of the, how the community is starting to evolve now is yeah. the freedom of the expression and creating the, the genuine connections. Right. Right. So you said you've dabbled a little bit. Have you been on, we have like a social kind of offshoot of our main site. That's, you know, kind of like a social media um, in real time, you can chit chat with people. And one of the features we have on there is you can make groups. Um, so we're trying to encourage people, like you said, to um, you said a phrase before that I wrote down to be where you are. I, I just think that is so like succinct and perfect. Um, and it's so simple, but it's, so powerful for for people to be surrounded by voices that they can relate to and that are authentic and going through the good the bad and the ugly so um, <laughs> that's what we're trying to encourage is is trying to get people to to join and and to lead those groups um so i think you've done an awesome job of explaining why authenticity and leadership is so valuable um and and makes you relatable as a nurse, being a nurse that people want to follow. Yeah. <laughs> um, rather than just like nod their head along, like, oh, <laughs> I got like eight million things to do. Let me get back to it. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you know, so um, I think, yeah, you did a beautiful job of, of explaining that in a way that that draws people in. We want nurses to turn towards each other right now, yes. um, away from each other. We have enough divisiveness going on. So, um, is there any other things that you would like to touch on today? Um, you know, I think you're going to say certain certain words and phrases that nurses are going to perk their ears up at <laughs> and be excited about. So I know they can find you on LinkedIn. Um, yes, they can um, find your me on DOC group. Your doc group is that just what's what's the website for that that people can find you on? Yeah, so I usually like to close with just a word of encouragement and then I'll yeah. put a piece of color. Please. So I always like to encourage folks, don't let your your current circumstances define you, but use it as an opportunity to refine you um, and ensure that. that it's aligned with your own mission, passion, vision for your life. So stay committed it. to that. So that's my closer. And then, yes, please follow DMPs of Color. We are on all the major social media outlets. Okay. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and our handle is at DMPs of Color. Okay. Our website is uh, www.dnpsofcolor.org. So okay. if you just Google DMPs of Color, you'll find us. You'll find all the little satellites. All right. Awesome. Yes. And I'm also on social media for folks that want to follow me. I'm not much of a tweeter, but I'm on there. Okay. And, um, <laughs> but I'm an Instagrammer. So please right. come follow me on Instagram. And it's at Dr. McAmy. Awesome. Love it. Thank you so much for all your time today Thank and you. giving us so many wonderful ideas. I love like the positivity um, and just the genuineness that you spoke with today. So um, hopefully everybody will get their little fingers working and, yes. and find you on the interwebs. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate yeah. it.
This has been a Nurse Tech production hosted by NP Jamie Smith and RN Brianna Kinney Orr. This episode was produced and edited by Juan Paolo Toison and Julia Taliesin. Join us on social.nursetech.com to connect with podcast hosts and guests and experience a truly nurse-centered online community. Thank you for listening.